Hello friends, I want to say welcome to Vernonia Church and our online teaching time. My name is Sam, I'm the pastor here at Vernonia Church and I'm so glad that you joined us today. Uh, We're going to be continuing our teaching series where we're talking about Jesus, my provider. And in just a few moments, I'm going to share with you a teaching about replacing how we were made to worship, not to worry. And I'm looking forward to it, and it's going to be a great day. Hey, before we do anything, I want to pray for you, and I want to pray with you. And my prayer today is that we would learn to trust God and learn to replace all our worries with our trust and our worship of Him. Let's pray today. Father in heaven, we thank you that we can come before you and dive into this teaching together. I pray, Father, that you will bless each one who joins us this morning. God, I know that uh, I'm not alone in struggling with worry sometimes, that often we can slip into a place where we look at the things that are ahead of us or the things even that are behind us, and we can get worried. God, I pray that you will help us to learn to give you our worries, that you will help us to learn how to live worry-free and filled with trust and worship today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said together, amen. Well, like I said, I want to dive into this teaching where we're going to talk about how we were made to worship, not to worry. And, you know, all of us, I think, live with a map of sorts in our hearts, a map that kind of shows our life, it shows the places we've been, a map that shows the places we might go or would like to go, and then the places that maybe we don't. I came across a story about this map that was around a long time ago, before Columbus was, uh, you know, sailing the ocean blue, so to speak. Uh, Before all that was going on, people in Europe who were sailing west thought that if you went too far, you'd fall off the edge of the earth, or if you went too far, you'd run into incredible danger. And there was this map that that, that their stories told about, and the map kind of showed if you went too far, it, it, it said, here be dragons, and here be demons, and uh, here be danger. So you wouldn't want to sail that way. Well, there was this fella who believed in God. Uh, he he saw that nautical map, and and it, it kind of it kind of bugged him. Uh, his name <clears throat> his name was uh, let me see if I, I'm having a hard time finding it in my notes. John Franklin. Uh, his name was John Franklin, and he was a man of God, and he knew that the Scripture said that God sits above the circle of the earth. And so he took that same map, he crossed out, here be demons, here be dragons, uh, and here be danger. He crossed those out, and he replaced it with the words, here be God. Well, this morning, I'm going to talk about sailing towards the the things that maybe we get worried about or sailing through our worries. And we might want to remember to take the map of our life and all the things that we're worried about, all the places that are labeled, here be danger, here be demons, here be uh, you know dragons, and cross them out and just say, no, here be God. I trust in God. 
I worship God, and so I don't have to worry. Well, we're in this series where we're talking about God, my provider. We've talked about how God wants to trust him, uh, us to trust him to provide. Jesus said, if you uh, seek first his righteousness and you seek his kingdom first, all our needs will be provided. Last week, uh, we talked about how he's able to do that because he, he owns the cattle on a th- thousand hills. All the earth is his. He owns it all. He owns everything. Everything is his. And if we trust in him, we might not see how, but uh, he will provide. And he's able to supply all that we need. And we talked about how he is our Jehovah Jireh. We we talked about a story where uh, Abraham had found that God provided for him up on a mountain, and he declared that this mountain was his Jehovah Jireh, the mountain where God provides. And we talked about all the things that, that we struggle with, all, the, all of our needs, how they could be mountains, and, and what will be the mountain that God will provide on? What will be your Jehovah Jireh? Maybe this last week you had a Jehovah Jireh. You had a place where you needed God to provide, you asked him to provide, and he provided. Uh, well, one of the things that can happen is we get we get thinking about the mountain that's out there and we can start to worry about the mountain. And as we get closer to the mountain, we start to worry about how big the mountain looks. And we get near the mountain and we start to worry that we don't know the path up the mountain. And, and we get we get going up the mountain and we start to worry if we can make it. And then we start to worry uh, if we whether or not we have what we need to get up the mountain. And then we worry about what happens after the mountain. And, and we can just get filled with worries as we forget that God is our provider. That as we forget to trust in God and worship God, uh, we can really get filled with worry. And at times, if you're like me, you can you can kind of look at those mountains and slip into worries. Uh, I, I I went ahead and I was looking around on the internet. I was doing a little uh, searching to see what are some of the things that people are most worried about. And you know, a lot of them kind of resonated with me. I don't know what it is that you have a tendency to worry about. Maybe you worry about money and you worry about paying your bills or you worry about bill collectors or you you, you worry about uh, rising costs at the grocery store or you worry about your profits. You worry about your standard of living coming down or, or you worry about trying to improve it. You, you worry about your business. You worry about your job. You worry about your debts. You worry about your savings and your retirement. You worry about the stock market, you worry about the economy. If you want to worry, there are a lot of things when it comes to money that we can worry about. And maybe some of those are are some of the things you worry about. Or maybe you worry about the future. Uh, You're you're not sure what's around the corner, so you you worry about it. Uh, who am I going to marry? You know who 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 is going to be uh, be a part of my life? Uh, what job am I going to have? What career am I going to pursue? What are my what are my thirties going to be like? What are my forties going to be like? What are my fifties and sixties and seventies and beyond going to be like? Maybe you're 
worried about your job. You're worried about your career. You're worried about uh, the uh, the path you're on. You, you don't know if your job is secure, and so you worry about that. Uh, you, you worry about the relationships and interpersonal relationships at work. You you worry about keeping up performance at work. You you worry about things that do, might not work out at work, and and so you worry about your job. Maybe you worry about your family, and. And sometimes I think what we do is uh, when we worry about our family, we justify it because it shows we're concerned. But worry goes beyond concern. Uh, maybe you're worried about your family. You're worried about your spouse. And, and you're worried about whether they're being faithful. You worry about what they're up to. You worry about where they are. Uh, you don't feel secure in your family. You, you So you worry about that. You, you feel like you... you uh, uh, you, you have strain relationship. You worry about your parents and you worry about their health and you worry about their safety. You worry about your kids and you worry about their health and their safety and what are they doing in every moment. You're, you're really worried about them. You're worried about your parenting skills and choices and you're worried about other people approving of your parenting skills and choices. And you're just filled with worry when it comes to family. Again, you, you could be worried about relationships, you're worried about friendships, you're worried about what people think of you, you worry about uh, uh, being lonely, you worry about having too many people to and not enough energy, uh, too many people to entertain. Uh, you're worried about uh, you're worried about a lot of things and and when it comes to your relationships, or maybe you're worried about your health. Uh, you're worried that uh, you well that you might be getting sick. You're worried about if you go out, you could get sick. You're, you're worried about big groups now, especially post-COVID. You know, people are are worried every time someone sneezes or coughs around them. We, we get worried about what's going on, and and, and we worry about uh, test results. We worry about what the future might look like. Uh, we worry about our weight. We worry about our our physique. We worry about our pimples and our wrinkles and we worry about getting old and we worried about losing our hair we can worry about all kinds of things and and maybe it's a decision maybe it's a decision you need to make and you're worried about what if you make this decision what if it's the wrong decision or the right decision and and what what will people think when i make this decision and as you worry about this decision often what happens is you it leads to indecision and you sit on the fence because worry just has you sort of paralyzed and and then there's the big worry of today the the worry that i might miss out <laughs> i'm worried you know if it, i might miss out and and so i look whenever my phone dings because i might miss out i look whenever it vibrates or rings because i might miss out and and then when i do look you know i make sure i'm checking my social media all the time because because i might miss what's going on you know and and then when i do look at it i realize i probably am missing out because i look at it and you know i see people having a good time while i'm at work and i'm afraid and I'm worried. I'm missing out. And then I see people post just this amazing food they're eating. And I'm eating mac and cheese and hot dogs. And 
and I have this worry that, man, I, I must be doing something wrong in life. I, I must be missing out. And then I see people who are all together having a good time, and, and I'm alone, and I'm, watch, I'm looking for a new show to binge watch uh, by myself, and, and I'm afraid that I'm missing out because I'm just not out there having a good time like they are. And, and what happens is we just get filled with anxiety, filled with worry, filled with extra stress. Uh, and I, I got a question. If I hit home at all, I mean, I just did like a shotgun approach to all kinds of worry that we might have. And I'm guessing that, uh, that you, like me, probably could find one or two of those things and say, yep, I've deal with, dealt with worry in that way before. Well, here's the good thing. God knows everything. God has all power. Uh, God uh, God knows so much more and he has so much more than than we can ever fathom that when it comes to the places in our life that we've labeled uh, here lies dragons, here lies demons, and here lies danger or worry, worry, worry. When it comes to those places, uh, God is able to provide. He's able to to take us through them. He's able to bring us up onto the mountain of our needs and say, uh, this is the place God has provided. And when we lose sight of that, uh, we, we, we just start to worry. But, but here's the thing, you know, God is incredibly big and able to, to take care of our needs. We don't have to worry. You know, there are there are things we don't know, like how big the universe is. Uh, things we don't know, like what really is at the depths of the ocean. Uh, things that we're unable to really do, like measure the weight of all the earth. We just, there's no way that we can actually do that. To, uh, to, or, or, to, or, or to know how much the dust of the earth uh, ways. And in, in the scriptures, it describes how God can take the, the width of the whole universe and measure it out in the palm of his hand and how he, he knows and can measure the depths of the oceans. Uh, they're, they're, they're like, they're as small as his hands and, and that he can, he can handle the weight of the earth and, and weigh it in a little basket like a child would. Here's what it says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 12. Uh, He has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. Uh, He has has measured the breadth with the breadth of his hand. He's marked off the heavens. So he he could just say, "Here's, here's how wide the heavens are. Uh, He has held the dust of the earth in a basket and has weighed the mountains on scales and the hills in balance. In other words, God uh, can take any mountain you have and handle it. You don't really have to worry if you trust and worship Him. And this is what he wants you to know, that he can provide for your needs. That he can handle the mountains that you face. That he can handle uh, all, all, the, all the weight of the earth and all the, the breadth and the width of the, of the universe. And if he can do that, he can handle our worries. 
And he wants you to know if you trust him and worship him, you never have to worry. In fact, Jesus teaches us, I don't want you to worry. Uh, Jesus will command us. He will say, do not worry. He'll just flat out tell us, do not worry. Seek first God's kingdom. Seek first uh, his righteousness, and, uh, and he will give you what you need. So you don't have to worry about the things of the world. And here's how he says it in Matthew chapter 6 as part of his sermon on the mount, one of his famous sermons he preached. And uh, in Matthew 6, 25, he says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry. Three times in nine verses, he'll say it again. Do not worry. He really wants us to know in these nine verses that he doesn't want you to worry in your life. He doesn't want you to carry worry. He doesn't want you to experience worry. He doesn't want you to practice worry. He just commands you, do not worry. And then two other times, he'll he'll say, try to reason with us, saying things like, how does worry benefit you? How does worry help you? Uh, and... Uh, and, and what has worry done for you that's good? You know, Jesus, in these nine verses in, in Matthew chapter 6, will tell us, listen, don't worry. Five times he says, don't worry. And here's the big truth that you can maybe write this down if you, you're able. Uh, here's a big truth I want to share with you this morning. When I worship and trust God my provider... I don't have room for worry in my life. It's almost like I fill my life with one thing and it and it empties my life of the other. And, and so if I fill my life with trust and worship, I don't have room for worry. But the opposite is true too. When I stop trusting God, my provider, well, worry will slip in and replace worship and trust, and it's going to add extra stress in my life. And, and, and I, I, I think I would know the answer if I asked you, if you were sitting right here in front of me, would you like less stress in life? You'd probably say, absolutely, I would love less stress in my life. And the answer to it might be, learn to worship and trust and stop worrying. Jesus is going to share with us some reasons uh, to to stop worrying. He's going to share with us some reasons that we should trust and worship instead. Now, when I say trust and worship, uh, I'm sort of taking Jesus' words, you know, where he said, seek first the kingdom and, and, and his righteousness, and he will supply all you need. I'm taking that that truth, that lesson that he taught us when he talked about worry, I'm taking that, and I'm just calling it trust and worship. And so one of the reasons that we would trust and worship instead of worry is this, that worship is actually reasonable. Worship is reasonable, and here's the thing, worry is not. Worry makes no sense. Worry is unreasonable. Uh, worry, uh, it, it doesn't help at all. In Matthew 6, verse, 20, uh, verse 25, Jesus said, I tell you, uh, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. Uh, he's talking about don't worry about your needs or what you will wear. 
Uh, is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? And Jesus is going to try to use reason here. Uh, he's going to give us reasons why we can see that worship and trust in God as our provider are better than worry. Over and over again, he's going to say, hey, isn't life more important a life filled with worship, a life filled with righteousness and the kingdom of God, a life filled with eternity, a life filled with the purpose of God and the plan of God, a life filled and fulfilled is more important than all the things that we might worry about. A life filled with righteousness of God, a life filled with seeking his kingdom, that's more important. Worship and trust and seeking God our provider, uh, they're more reasonable than worthy uh, than worry. Uh, because worry doesn't accomplish anything good, but worship and trust, they, they accomplish some good things. Uh, for example, worship and trust, well, they can be transforming. When I worship and trust uh, God, it will help me grow. It will help me grow in things, by the way, that uh, as, I, as I see things in my life I can't control, I lean on Him, and I watch Him uh, supply my need in them. It, I become more like Jesus. I, I become transformed to be more like Jesus as I learn to trust and grow in God. Uh, the people of the world, they worry about everything. That was Jesus' point. The world outside of walking with God, the world outside of God's family, the world uh, f uh, filled with people who choose not to be children of God, those people, they worry about it all. Uh, they, they worry and worry and worry. And, and here's the question I have. Has worry ever provided for your needs? Have, have you ever worried about what you would eat and as you were worrying, uh, the food just showed up? You know, have, have you ever worried about your needs and, and all of a sudden your needs were taken care of because worry did it? When you worry about your clothes, uh, does worrying take the stains out? Uh, does worrying change them from, a, from an off-brand to a name-brand? Uh, does worrying uh, help people approve of you and, and approve of your clothes? Uh, does worrying help your clothes to all of a sudden become fashion? You know, d does worrying do anything? Not at all. When it comes to anything good, anyways, don't get me wrong. I do think worry does do something. Uh, worry can can do a lot of things, but they're all negative. They're all unreasonable, and they're all unnecessary. Worry can add stress for sure. It adds stress, and it could give us heartburn, and it can add tension, headaches to our life. Uh, worry can lead to missed opportunities uh, as we hesitate in making decisions or when we, when we don't act because we're worried and, and we're paralyzed. Uh, worry can give us ulcers. It affects us physically. It wears us down and, and affects our health negatively. Worry can, can lead us emotionally uh, to be wore down. It can lead to exhaustion. It can lead to panic attacks. Worry can affect us spiritually as 
because it takes the place of trust, because we're worried and we're not trusting in God. Uh, Worry can lead to bad decision-making. Often uh, in worry and anxiety, we make bad decisions and bad choices that lead to more stress and that lead to to more struggle. And and worry, uh, worry just doesn't do anything good. It's no wonder Jesus says, do not worry. He doesn't want us to worry. Now, the word worry here, it carries with it the idea of being very apprehensive, of having anxiety over things, of, of being anxious, you know, of, of being in a state of anxiety. You ever been there? Uh, of being in a place where you're irrationally concerned. We lived in a world for the last few years where people were irrationally concerned over things, you know, and and, and he, Jesus doesn't want us to be in a place of worry like that. Uh, it also, by the way, carries with it the idea of being divided, being torn in two, being drawn or pulled in different directions. And here's the thing, worry can literally tear us apart. It can steal your joy. It can steal your contentment. It can steal your happiness. It can rob you of all kinds of things. And and, and what's, what's ridiculous is most of the time we worry about things that haven't even happened and didn't take place yet. And maybe they never even do. Have you ever found yourself worrying about a conversation and you by yourself had the conversation, you played it over and over and over in your head, what they would say, what you would say, what was going to take place, and then you have the conversation and something completely different happened. But you had worked yourself all up because you worried and came up with what was going to happen. And so Jesus teaches us, listen, don't worry about anything. Uh, first, instead, seek God's kingdom and his righteousness, and he'll take care of everything you need. And worry doesn't help anybody grow, but one of the positive things, one of the reasons worship and trust are reasonable is because it does help us grow. You know, when I was younger, I really wanted to grow taller. I was I was really concerned about it for some reason. And I don't know why I didn't really play basketball or do any sport that needed me to be tall. I, I had tall uncles and I had tall family and uh, even some tall aunts. And most of my family, well, they're, they're over like six, six foot. And I had my grandpas were were tall, and everyone was tall, and I wanted to be tall like them, and and so I was always excited uh, when I went and I was measured at the doctor. You know, they make you stand on that uh, scale and they weigh you, and then they they use that thing and they give you your official height. You know, I was always excited as I watched that grow as I was growing up. You know, and and I was really excited when it got to five foot eleven inches because I wanted to be six foot tall. I wanted to be at least six, you know, maybe over six, but I wanted to be at least six. And and so then something happened. What happened was uh, I never got any taller. 
I just stayed at 5'11". I was so frustrated in high school. I wanted to be six foot tall. Well, uh, I hoped and I was I was praying and I was looking forward to maybe having a uh, a growth spurt in college. You know, they say, or at least I was told that, oh, you, you might have a growth spurt in college, you know, where you, you'll grow a little taller. And I'm like, I just need part of an inch. I want to make it to six feet tall. Well, I never did. And worrying about it and fretting about it, it didn't do anything to help me get taller. In fact, something else happened <laughs> later on. <clears throat> I don't know, maybe somewhere in my 30s, I, I went to the doctor and went and got a physical and they weighed me and they used the thing. And, and the lady said, five foot 10. I said, wait a minute. There's no way I'm five foot ten. She said, "Nope, you're five foot ten. And I'm like, I, I I wanted to be six foot, and I was five eleven, and somehow I've I've gone down, you know. And and I guess things just go backwards. But worrying about it, it won't change a thing. Worrying doesn't help you grow at all. Worrying can't change it at all. Uh, here's what worry won't do. Worry won't make you taller. Worry won't make your hair grow. It might make it fall out. I, I've heard that. Uh, but worry won't make it grow. Worry won't help you grow spiritually. Worry won't help you grow emotionally. Worry won't help you grow financially. Worry won't help you uh, grow relationally. It won't fix your problems. Worry won't make you grow healthy. Worry won't make you live longer. In fact, you can't even, by worrying, add a minute to your life. In fact, that's what Jesus would say. In Luke 12, 25 to 26, Jesus teaches again with reason about worry and he says can all your worries add a single moment to your life whether you're taking that moment as a second a minute an hour all your worries by the way they might actually take away as they take away your health but uh, any take away your good decision making but can they add a, a, a moment to your life no, they can't. And Jesus continues in verse 26, And if worry can accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? There is none. Here's the thing. We can replace worry with worship and trusting God, our provider, and we do grow. Now, uh, I might, you might not grow a, a, another inch. You know, my, my son now, my son, he, he loves basketball, so I could see why he might be interested in being taller. Again, my son, his, his grandpa, Carrie's father, is really tall, and, and all my uncles are really tall. And, and, uh, and he's been jokingly saying to me, hey, if I don't ever reach six foot, I'm blaming your genetics. Well, thank you, boy. Uh, but, uh, but, but worrying... My, it's not going to make you taller, but here's what it will do. Uh, it'll, uh, it, uh, or, or worshiping, I'm sorry, I just, I keep all these W's, I keep getting them backwards. Uh, worshiping might not make you taller, uh, but it will help you stand taller. It will help you stand more confident in life. And First John 4, 4, the Apostle John says this, You belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. And so why worry? Because we have the spirit of victory in us. 
and uh, and here's the thing too you will uh, grow spiritually you'll have more more peace the more we trust and worship in Isaiah 26 3 uh, it says this you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you uh, worrying will lead or, or worship will lead to more peace and you'll grow in character as you're transformed in your mind to know God's will instead of worry. In Romans 12, 2, it says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Part of that pattern is a pattern of worry. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, His pleasing, and perfect will. In terms of adding minutes to your life, here's what worship and trust will do. It will add an eternity to your life. In John 5, 24, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. Is not life more important than all the things we worry about And so we come to Jesus, who died on a cross, who rose from the dead, who promised to one day come back and and gather us up and bring us into an eternal life, to pass from death to life. And he says, listen, do not worry in your life. Well, one of the reasons that worship and trust are better than worry is because worship and trust Well, they're reasonable. And another reason is this, that worship and trust, they're natural. On the other side of it, worry's not. You might think worry's natural, and and it's not. You were created naturally to worship and trust in God. And worry is something that Well, sinful people have learned to sinfully do as we don't trust God. Jesus, in his Sermon on the Mount, will continue talking about worry. And he's going to tell us, listen, the animals don't worry. All creation doesn't worry. Plants don't worry. You know, you go out into the timber, the the elk, they're not worried. If you go out in the timber and you talk to a deer... First off, that'd be an interesting thing, uh, but but you're going to find that they're not sitting there going, oh, I'm just so concerned about, you know, the economy. I'm just so concerned about global warming. You know, if you, if you could talk to ravens, uh, they wouldn't tell you that they were worried about, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow and, and all the all, all the stuff on, on the news. The hummingbirds, they, they don't worry the dolphins, the whales, the dogs, the cats, the, the all of creation, the trees, they don't worry. No one worries, only people worry. People are the only part of creation that worries in rebellion against God. We worry, uh, but we weren't made to worry. In Matthew 6, 26, Jesus will say this, Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Birds don't worry. And and, and if God takes care of the birds, 
Isn't the point that Jesus is making that he will take care of you? He'll take care of your needs. In Matthew 6, 28 to 29, he says, don't worry about your clothes. You see the lilies of the field and how they grow? They do not labor or spin. And yet, I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. In other words, the flowers, they're beautiful, just the way they are. And so are you. You're beautiful in God's eyes too, just the way you are. Birds don't worry. Flowers don't worry. Nothing in creation worries, just you and me. We're, we're the only thing that worries. The only thing in all creation that worries, that doubts God to be the provider, is you and me. We struggle with trusting God. It's people who struggle with trusting God. And yet, God tells us, don't worry. Trust in me. Worship me. David said in Psalm 23, 1, he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord's my shepherd. He'll take care of me. He'll give me all that I need. Everything that, uh, that God created trusts him. But people worry. And it's not natural to worry. Well, you might say, well, I think I was born to worry because I'm just a worry wart. You know, I'm always worrying. And, and, and someone who says I was born to worry, they, they didn't. They, they weren't born with worry in their minds and in their hearts. They weren't, weren't born thinking about the economy. They weren't born thinking about, you know, all the, all the struggles of the earth and worrying about their needs. No, they, they weren't born that way. Uh, you learned it that way. You watched others worry. You learned from others who worried. You, you let others influence you into worry. And then you just started to influence yourself into more worry. And, and, uh, and the good news is about things that we learn is we can unlearn them. I came across a story about a, a faithful but, you know, not very wealthy uh, Christian woman. She was also, always a cheerful woman. She was always smiling and excited about life. And, and, and she was so cheerful that a friend of hers decided that it was time to bring her down a notch. She needed a dose of reality, you know, quote unquote, and, and she needed some perspective. And, and so the friend said to her, you know, I know you're always smiling and, and happy now, but your Pollyanna approach to life, well, it's not realistic. I don't think you understand how hard life can get. I mean, just suppose you got sick and, and you're in, unable to work. And just suppose your employer moved away and you lost your job. Or just suppose, and then this woman went on and on and on, and just suppose, just suppose, just suppose. And all of a sudden, the, the Christian lady stopped her friend and she said, stop that. Just stop that. Sometimes when we worry, that's kind of what we need to do with our, with our own heart. We just need to say, stop that. She said, stop that. I, I never suppose. Because the Lord is my shepherd, and I know I shall not want. You know, dear, it's all this supposing that makes you so miserable. Why don't you give up all that supposing and just put your trust in the Lord? Did you catch what she said? I don't worry because I don't suppose anything. I just keep God on my mind. You see, worry is a trust issue, a worship issue. Worry, it's hard to worship and trust and be filled with supposing and worry all at the same time. It's like one pushes out the other. But here's the good news. Anything learned can be unlearned. 
And you don't have to spend the rest of your life as a worry wart. And you don't have to live life with a, a tight stomach and a tight back. And, and you don't have to live life with the migraines from worry and, and stress. And, and you don't have to always be needing to go to the chiropractor or the masseuse, you know, to, to get all those worry knots because you're all pent up with worry uh, undone. Worry, it's undone reasonable it's unnatural and pros at worry guess what you can unlearn it you can start saying to yourself and your heart just stop that we can unlearn it and and we can start giving our worries to god we can start replacing our worries with trust we could take the map of our life and cross out the worries and write here be god our Father God created everything else. And he made you his child. He asks you to be his child. He invites you to be his child. He invites you to come and be a, a son or a daughter in the kingdom of God. Uh, he's not offering that to the birds of the air, to the elk, the cows, the ants, the dogs, the dolphins, the whatever it is. They aren't made in his image. You are a special creation. He doesn't call them his children. He calls you his children. And, uh, and he offers it to us to call him father. In Matthew 6, 26, Jesus asked an important question. And the answer to this question can help push worry away. The question is, aren't you more valuable than they are? Now, in, in the world we live in, People outside of God's truth struggle with that question. They, they, they think the animals are either at the same level as we are or sometimes more important. They think the, the environment, the economy, or, sorry, the ecology, they, they think the, the Mother Earth is, is more important. No. Jesus says, you are more important than they are. In fact, uh, in the original language, whenever there's a rhetorical question, one of the things that I remember from Greek class is that rhetorical questions in the Greek always supply the answer. And when Jesus says, aren't you more valuable than they are, there's an implied absolutely you are more important than they are. You are the most important part of God's creation. You were created to trust in him, to pray to him, to love him. Nothing in all creation was created that way or for that reason. You were created in his image. There are things about you that are in the image of God. There are things about you that he has created and he has never promised any of all creation salvation, forgiveness, recreation, eternity. He promises those things to you and to me. And so worship and trust, and he will provide your needs because you are his child. And children get special privileges. In Hebrews 13, 5, it says, God has said, I will never fail you, and I will never abandon you. In 1 Peter 5, 6, it says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, 
and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. You may have heard the old story of George Mueller. It's a really popular story, famous story that uh, preachers like to tell because it's exceptional. It's an exceptional story. George Mueller was uh, he, he was a missionary who, who went to England to start an orphanage. Now, when George Mueller was in college, he went to a Bible study, and at that Bible study, he decided he wanted to become a missionary. He contacted his family, told them he wanted to be a missionary, and his father, uh, because of that, cut him off from paying for college. Well, George began to pray, God, I don't know how you're going to provide. Uh, here's what, I, I know you're calling me to do this. Uh, will you provide? And within an hour, it said, he was offered a job that helped him pay for his school. Well, George took that lesson and he continued to grow in it. And in story after story, as he started this orphanage, he would tell about God's provision and God taking care of his needs. Uh, one of the stories that was told was that uh, he was working with 300 orphans and, and he had gathered them all together to pray that God would provide. They didn't really have enough food, enough uh, enough to have uh, meals <laughs> the upcoming for the upcoming meals, and they began to pray. And as they prayed, they heard a knock at the door, and a local baker showed up. And that baker said he'd been all up all night baking because God had just put it on his heart to uh, to make bread for the kids at the orphanage. And he came and he provided the meal. Uh, for those kids that day. And and then they, they kept praying, and uh, there was a, a, a knock at the door, and a milkman had showed up. And the milkman had his cart. This was obviously an old story. His cart had broke down, and someone was coming to fix it. And he had all this milk that was going to go bad uh, before the cart was fixed. And so he offered the orphanage all the milk that uh, he had on the cart. God provided God was taking care of him. He had decided that he wasn't going to beg, borrow, and ask from anyone, that he was just going to pray that God would provide, and he was going to wait and see as God would provide. Well, you might not be a missionary and have stories like that as you worked with an orphanage or something like that, but what if God gave you what you needed as you face the mountains of need in your life? What if you just decided, uh, I'm going to start asking God to provide, and I'm going to trust Him to provide. I'm going to worship Him as I look forward to Him providing. I'm going to seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and, and He promises to provide all that I need. Uh, what if I, I, I just start approaching life that way? Uh, what stories will I have to tell of God's provision? What if one day you'll be able to say, I gave him my worries, and on the mountain, God provided. What if you'll be able to say, I took the map of my life, and I crossed out, here be dragons and demons and danger, and I just said, here be God. Uh, here be God. What if I learned to give him all my worries and cares? He says, give all your worries and cares to God because he cares about you. 
I don't know what worries, what cares you have today. I don't know what what you're worried about. But he just wants you to give them to him. Let's replace our worry with worship. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I pray that you will help us to learn to worship you. To trust in you even when we're worried. God, when we're tempted to worry, when worries come to our minds, will you help us just to be able to say, stop that. And to turn and say, God, we want to give you this worry because you've told me to. God, I know that there might be some here who are just struggling with worry. They're worried about their health. They're worried about their money. They're worried about their family. They're worried about their future or job or whatever it is. And God, we just want to cross out our worries and say, here be God. Help us to trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to say thank you for joining me as we've continued this teaching series where we're talking about Jesus, my provider. I want to invite you next week. We're going to talk about, uh, uh, continue talking about Jesus, our provider, as we talk about fears and replacing our, our fears and and replacing them with trust and worship in God. Uh, so look forward to seeing you next week. I want to finish up today by declaring it's been a great day as we've been getting into God's Word and thinking about uh, God, God's truth together. And uh, so let's just declare it's been a great day, and I look forward to seeing you next Sunday. You ready? One, two, three. It's been a great day. I hope you have a great day and a great week.